Hey, everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode. This week, I am talking to, you know, my Dutch is really not good. How do I say your name? Uh, the pronunciation is Thijs. So that's like T-Y-S. Thijs. Awesome. Very good. And you're uh, you're from AppSignal. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, tracking errors and performance and things like that, um, which is something that AppSignal does. But um, this... I'm just going to put it out there. App Signal or something like it anyway is something that I think every application, if you're in production and you're uh, serious about your application staying up and performing well and knowing when things break, you have to have something like it. And so, I mean, and, and App Signal's terrific. Um, I, I'm working for, with a client right now that uses it on their stuff. Um, I've used it in the past. I think I've used about every one of your competitors as well. So, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I think everybody ought to have plugged into their app. So before we get too far into this and talking about errors and performance, do you want to just introduce yourself, let people know who you are and why you're awesome? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, I'm CTO of AppSignal. I'm one of the original co-founders and, uh, okay. we, we started, uh, we started a company about 10 years ago and I've been, uh, I'm still coding. So. So I'm doing like a healthy mix of uh, making uh, making the product and uh, sort of like handling all the uh, the management tasks that uh, come with like having a bigger company nowadays. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm from the Netherlands and uh, live in Amsterdam at the moment. Very cool. I've been to Amsterdam once and I thought it was awesome. Yeah, Beautiful it's a great city. city. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, very compact when we get all the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how the rest of uh, Netherlands looks, but I really enjoyed uh, my time in Amsterdam. It reminded me a bit of Italy. I lived in Italy for two years, and so I, I kind of had that nostalgia. So what, what's your story then? Have you known Roy for a long time? Because he's the one that I usually talk to about AppSignal. Yeah, so me and Roy actually went to high school together uh, way back wow. in the day. I think this okay. is like, uh, we're talking like mid to late 90s, which totally dates mm -hmm. me. And uh, I think I actually learned like my first HTML from Roy. You know, Roy was gotcha. able to like, he was able to do like HTML and publish websites. So that was really cool to me. And uh, I think that's sort of how we became friends, which eventually uh, led to us be uh, becoming business partners as well. Oh, I got you. So, um... Did you work together later on, or did he just call you up and go, "Hey, I'm starting this company. Come join me"? Or how did that work out? No, we had a, a, a client services firm for uh, for a number of years together, okay. and uh, and I think Absignal came out of that that firm. So we we did one of those sort of like uh, hacking Fridays kind of things where people could uh, just work on some some things uh, they found it interesting, found it interesting. And uh, actually, actually, AppSignal actually came out of one of those uh, those hack days, and eventually, it kind of replaced the, uh, the original client services firm. From a few places, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, we got Ruby and Ra Ruby on Rails out of Basecamp, and Basecamp came out of they were doing client services, and you know, wound up building their thing on the side. And um, I think a lot of the other bonus episodes, that's kind of in the thing, but yeah. So, so, uh, you know, yeah, going back, you went to the same high school, you dated the same girls, you played D and D together. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, but yeah, then you, you work together and, and this came out of it. Um, was this a problem that you saw a lot of your clients having, or was this just something that you were interested in putting together for people or 
yeah, you know, with the with the hack day, I mean, how, how did it become sort of the thing you got you all do now? Yeah, I think it it started off relatively op- opportunistic because I think like this was kind of around the time that Rails 3.0 came out and uh, uh, the people that wrote uh, that version of Rails uh, added active support notifications, which is sort mm-hmm. of like an event bus uh, that, that uh, amongst other things, uh, instrumentation can be sent over. And I, I just, that kind of caught my eye at some point. And then I thought like, hey, if this thing exists, you know, shouldn't we be able to make, uh, do some monitoring with it? And that led to like a really small prototype. And then we thought like, hey, if we want to have, like, if we want to do performance well, we also need errors because they're kind of like mm-hmm. two, uh, two sides of the same, of the same puzzle in a way. Uh, and then we kind of like, we kind of like, Ended up with a very ugly uh, uh, prototype, which looked really horrendous. <laughs> and uh, and then another friend of ours, uh, Wes, uh, uh, who's also now co-founder uh, and is still with us today, uh, he came into the picture. He's a great UX designer, and he he kind of like just re- redesigned the whole thing, and like all the ugly stuff uh, was gone. And and then we sort of had a product, and we just kind of ran with it. Uh, uh, and here we are 10 years later, uh, like a big business. Makes sense. Now, it look, if I remember right, when I first used it, it only did errors. It didn't do the performance stuff. Is that stuff you added up, added on later? or? Uh, we actually started with both. So we started with just okay. errors and, and performance, like in a pretty limited way. And I think over the years, we, we kind of, we always had this vision that, that you should have uh, in most cases have like one monitoring tool because it's just a lot of hassle to constantly switch between tools and kind of find like uh, the same time, date and time selection in your logging tool that you were just looking at in your metrics tool. So our vision has always been to uh, kind of bring all the monitoring stuff you need uh, for uh, not overly big companies like into one super easy to use package. Yeah, makes total sense. So, so let's talk about what where this comes into play as far as like yeah companies and using it and 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 why they want something like this and and I'll just start out by pointing out that um my background when I was early on in my career I came out of IT so I I worked in IT at the university I was attending um kind of graduated to doing tech support over the phone and running a tech support team um, for a SaaS product when I graduated. So we were doing customer support, you know, and, and they had a client, we had the servers and they would send their data over to us. And, uh, we did consumer backups for computers is what we were doing. And what was really, I guess, handy and important was being able to track down issues. So in both cases, if something broke in production, we we got to go and download the log or you know run a tail command on the server and hope that it happened again and i'm sorry but if you've if you've never done that congratulations cuz it sucks and and so you know being able to do this like if you're doing it in development you kind of have limited stuff coming through it and so you could see what's going on but in production especially once you start getting traffic it's it's totally worth having a tool like this that can tell you when something goes wrong in production. I'm I'm curious um, when when people install it and use it. I mean, what what do you find is their experience? 
Yeah, I think a lot of people know us for sort of like the errors and performance monitor monitoring side of things. Um, and I think uh, I think once people kind of like start exploring like the other sort of like parts of the, of the user interface, are really starting mm-hmm. to see the starting to see the power of this thing. So I think there's like a couple of uh, main components to it that we uh, uh, are doing nowadays, and actually a new one is coming up that I'll uh, I'd love to talk about a bit as well. Oh yeah, uh, yes. You heard so, it here uh, first, folks. Yeah, this is uh, this is something that just went into private beta today, but or uh, actually last week we haven't announced it uh, publicly yet. So uh, this is a bit of a scoop, um, but we'll get to that in a minute. Like uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get you a nice cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So um, yeah. So I think like the, our, our sort of bread and butter features are uh, errors and performance. So right. so we've got we've got great error tracking. Uh, you can use your own tags, do a whole lot of filtering, like uh, kind of like configure your alerts in various ways that you like. You know, I think a lot of stuff that you're used to from uh, from other uh, error trackers as well. And one thing we recently added is a logbook feature where you can uh, connect, collect information uh, or domain knowledge that your team has about a certain error and just kind of like store it right there with the error. Mm-hmm. And we've got all the integrations and stuff like that. Um, and I think the same kind of goes for the, for the performance side. So you can really like totally dive into uh, traces of events that happened that's kind of led to a slow request happening. Uh, and, and then we have a little feature that kind of wraps a, a lot of stuff together, which is called uh, what happened here. And that allows you to kind of like slice your way through all the data we have about your system in uh, 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 in a given time frame. So, so, uh, so you never have to kind of like find the same stuff in a different part mm-hmm. of our app. So, you know, if there's an error that somehow kind of led to a performance issue, you can just go straight to that. You can see if there were like any any alerts detected by anomaly detection, uh, stuff like that. Uh, and then we've got a whole custom metrics uh, system as well. So we we allow you to send us any kind of metrics you like. And actually for Ruby and for Rails, we've got a bunch of uh, automatic dashboards that we like to call magic dashboards. So for example, for Ruby, you'll get a really useful garbage collection dashboard just by installing the uh, the agent into your app. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last year, we also added uptime monitoring. So uh, this is a feature where we will keep track of if your website is, uh, is still up and uh, 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 from we do this from various locations in the world. So this is kind of like one of those elements that we needed to get to the uh, kind of get to like a full stack monitoring product. And mm-hmm. the last thing we're adding uh, really soon is a log aggregation and search feature. So uh, uh, it's going to be possible to send us logs through various means. Uh, we will store those all for you. We'll make them filterable, searchable, and, and kind of tie this all back into the errors and performance and metric side as well. So it will be possible to like really smoothly uh, navigate around these different segments of, of the app. Very cool. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of aggregating the logs and stuff like that. Um, I've worked at different places that had something like that. And that's also really handy because sometimes your bugs aren't things that will generate an error or a, uh, an exception, right? That gets bubbled all the way up to the top of your app. Sometimes it's okay. What you know? What's going on with this thing? And it turns out that yeah, it's 
yeah it's it's something else right you have you look through the log and it's like oh it's making these queries i didn't expect or it's you know doing these things i didn't expect it's working through these these parts of the system that i didn't expect and so that's that's super nice yeah i think this is one this has been our uh, most most often request feature uh, lately uh, I think this is sort of like the last thing you need to really, uh, really have everything you want to. Because I think a lot of our a lot of our customers were still using like an external method of log aggregation, and they were getting tired of, of that a little bit because just the context switch is is just annoying. Yep, absolutely. And then on the performance end, I mean that's another thing, especially if you have publicly facing stuff that you want indexed by the browsers. That that's so handy to have too, because you start looking at it, or you just want a better user experience, even if it's not getting indexed. You can have a look, and you can you can find stuff, and it's like, yeah, it's not supposed to take ten seconds to, you know, to, to get it back stuff. Yeah, I think we uh, yeah we delivered like a super super smooth uh, out of the box experience on on all this stuff, and I think it it ends up saving our customers a lot of de- developer and operations time because like I think to kind of get to this level of polish uh, uh, if you do it yourself or use like one of our more complicated competitors just takes a, a lot of time and uh, and it's hard to plan and uh, like kind of find like the human resources for it to do well. So, I mean, there, there's a lot here. One thing that I don't know that I, I've seen used in the past is monitoring hosts. So if I have a bunch of servers out there, you know, serving up my app, that's, that's something that I can... Uh, I, you have an agent I can install on the servers, and it'll give me an idea of how it's doing. Yeah, we do. So uh, uh, if you install the standard integration, it will also collect information about the host that you run it on. So that's your run-of-the-mill uh, load average, uh, CPU usage, you know, network stuff, disk stuff. Uh, it's also possible to install this agent on on different machines uh, that uh, 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 that might not like be running Ruby, but will mm-hmm. are running something else. You can also send right. us stuff over StatsD. I think we're, over the years, we're sort of, we're sort of seeing there's a, a, a shift in the monitoring market where uh, these uh, they long used to be a promise of these various open source standards uh, becoming actually usable. And I think it, it hasn't really uh, delivered on that promise uh, until fairly recently. It, it like the momentum seems to have kind of shifted a little bit. So. We're seeing like some interesting projects uh, pop up that we'd love to integrate with, and I think as a company we're going more towards an agnostic uh, approach to collecting data. So we don't necessarily uh, uh, care where the data is coming from, as long as we can ingest it and like give our customers a great user experience on top of that. You know, we will ha- we'll be happy. I'm I'm also seeing dashboards, and and this is something that I wish uh, some of the other. Uh, solutions that do some of this uh, gave gave better information on. Um, what, what kind of information can you track in AppSignal with the dashboard? Yeah, really anything you'd like. Uh, so, so we support uh, uh, gauges, uh, uh, measurements, and uh, counters in our in our in our dashboard. So, uh, you can just uh, uh, use if you use Ruby Gem, you can use just call the increment counter uh, method. Uh, give mm-hmm. us a name for your metric and give us a set of tags if you want. So the tags kind of allow you to categorize stuff and uh, also connect stuff back into other parts of your data. Uh, and then and then we can create a graph for you. And we got a bunch of nice formatters so so you can 
kind of like say you want to track up the file size of something, you can uh, you can you can specify that uh, a certain value is in kilobytes, for example, and we'll do like great formatting for you. Uh, we got line graphs and area graphs, so mm -hmm. you can uh, uh, visualize stuff in different ways. Uh, and there's a lot of power to this system. And anything that you uh, send us as a metric that ends up in the custom dashboard can also be uh, used in the anomaly detection system. So uh, you can set up uh, triggers on those and kind of look at notified on various channels uh, if uh, things go out of the bandwidth uh, that you specified. Very cool. Um, one one thing that I'm curious about, because I'm seeing here that you all do, and I knew you did Elixir and Rails because uh, those are the two areas that I've worked in that I've used it with. Uh, but you also you do Node and you also do JavaScript. And one thing that I'm wondering about is, um, can you do this same kind of tracking off of like uh, Next.js or something that doesn't have um, for lack of a better way of putting it, a proper backend, right? Because most of the tracking and, and monitoring I've seen on AppSignal and others has been backend stuff, not frontend stuff. Yeah, that's good. That's a great question. So I think a lot of these, uh, 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 I think that's sort of like a shift that's that's been happening uh, mm -hmm. in the last couple of years. Uh, another shift uh, where people are using like these lambdas. Or, or like sort of like these front-end based platforms a whole lot more. So I think you've got companies like Fusel and Netlify. Uh, yep. they, they, they offer like this completely integrated uh, deployment environment for JavaScript, which is sort of like halfway between front-end and back-end. It's like, I don't think mm -hmm. it's like what either of those. Um, and I think that's sort of like where this logging thing, uh, that's actually what led us to uh, be getting interested in doing this logging thing. Because like a lot of these uh, platforms will be like just uh, delivering logs with all kinds of uh, uh, performance related information in it. And I think I, I would eventually see us like building like APM on top of those kinds of uh, streams of data as well. So it doesn't necessarily have to be our agent, it could be uh, a log stream for, for for sale that we kind of like mine all the data out of and and still right. give you like the full full app signal experience. Yeah, I've used uh, Vercel. I've also used Netlify. Um, I've done some stuff with like uh, DigitalOcean app platform and Heroku as well with some of these uh, systems. And so it's interesting to see, yeah, where effectively it's either server side rendered or front end rendered. Uh, React or Vue or Angular, and yeah, it just you know it just it functions in a different way, and so yeah, yeah, that's definitely like uh, that kind of circles back to what it, what I said before that we kind of that we're getting to a point where we're much more agnostic about how and where we're getting this data from that we kind of base the whole the whole thing on. So I think you're you're, you're we're seeing a whole lot more variety than in the past. I think in the past. People, you know, they just use Rails, and that was it. And and just having a great Ruby integration was already uh, enough to cover like a lot of people's needs. And I think now we're seeing that that's you know this whole landscape is definitely getting more uh, diverse. Right, and you're tracking a lot of the same things, you know, between different systems, right? You know, if it's an error, yeah, it's Ruby error is going to look different from an Elixir error, but you know, for the most part, it's the same kind of event and the same kind of uh, deal. So I'm curious, um, you know, when you write a new agent, how do you determine what to track and what to pull in? And 
you know, what, what to work on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think traditionally we, uh, we, we really had our own thing. So we kind of like, uh, 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 as far as we could, we would use things like active support notifications and we would monkey patch a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh-huh. And that, like in the in years past, that has been the only way in which uh, in which you could do this. So you'd actually need a lot of people to like uh, just keep all this this code maintained because it's constantly uh, changing. Because you know the whole ecosystem is always changing. And I think now uh, we're seeing like uh, we're seeing some maturity. Uh, for example, with open telemetry. So we're already uh, we're working on like various ways to kind of like integrate. With uh, standards like Open Telemetry, so so we can kind of leverage uh, uh, those integrations, and um, you know we'd rather spend uh, a lot of development time on improving the open source stuff than just like uh, maintaining our monkey patches. I think that that makes everybody happier in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I- I'm curious too, just uh, as far as this goes. I mean, I like a good story, right? I like I like not just oh, this is what it does, but I like hearing about somebody using it and what they've done with it and how it's helped them out and things like that. Uh, do you have a sort of case study or, you know, are you aware of a customer that's plugged app signal in and it was like, we eliminated all of our errors and we're 80 zillion times faster and, you know, our feet smell better or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, I think there's a, a bunch of those uh, those stories. I think I think the, the customers that... that uh, uh, gain the most are usually the customers that that don't really have like a full time operations team team yet, and I think they they usually see like the most magical results because they they mm-hmm. can sort of like get the superpower of being uh, being an ops person themselves because we just like point them right to the to the right spots. So there's definitely a lot of customers that see like huge performance improvements uh, sometimes even by just uh, 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 reaping some some uh, low hanging fruit, you know, like. Uh, like sometimes just fixing a couple of M plus one queries um, can just help a lot. And uh, I think if you're really diving into into it, you can do a lot of like smaller optimizations as well. That are, uh, but I think sometimes the easy stuff is actually uh, is, is actually also the biggest gain. Right. Yeah. That's one thing that I've found too in my experience is that a lot of times the sort of uh, well understood problems, the low hanging fruit, the kind of thing that you're thinking. Oh well, we we handle that. Um, yeah, th- those are the places where you really get some bang for your buck. So, so you track uh, n plus one queries and stuff like that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so we kind of like label the 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 uh, your actions that uh, uh, are suffering from n plus one, and you can kind of like just like fully dive into the traces there. Uh, and sometimes you see, uh, like, like customer, like I've seen, I've been in some calls with customers where they just had like thousands of of, of them in a row, and just by uh-huh. like uh, kind of picking the right join or include on the active record side, uh, you just like shave uh, two seconds off of a page view. Yeah, I've seen that as well. Um, you know, just in my own debugging, and yeah, it's it's super nice. It's like it's like wow, I made these two little changes, and bam. And uh, it's fun, too, when your customers notice, right? It's like, this used to take forever to load, and it comes right up. Or this always gave me an error or a timeout. Yeah. I'm also, uh, I also recently spoke to a customer that, that actually had a lot of performance uh, problems because like, one of their vendors was actually being very slow. And in that case, like, we've got a, a separate little dashboard for slow API requests. Uh, 
and that lets you see like exactly like how many uh, times you're calling external APIs uh, from whichever vendor or external thing you're integrating with. Uh, mm -hmm. And they could, could kind of just like spot it exactly when uh, the performance of this vendor uh, got bad and just like really impacted their customers. And they were able to like kind of like hold their vendor uh, accountable uh, with their data. So I think that those kinds of things can also be super powerful. Yeah, it makes sense. Are there other features that we haven't talked about or other benefits that you've seen people get? Um, yeah, I think it's it's like uh, uh, it's it's really uh, sort of like this combination of of just just having everything in one place that really mm -hmm. makes it possible to uh, to go without a full time operations team for much longer than than people imagine. I think, and I think that's that's really those are the situations where we really shine the most, uh, in my opinion. Cool. Yeah, if people want to learn more or check out more from AppSignal, uh, I mean, is AppSignal.com the best place to go or do you have somewhere else you want to point people at? No, just, definitely just visit our website and you can see all the all the stuff we do. I think our documentation is also amazing. It's, it's a great place to uh, kind of check out uh, 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 all the details of what we do. And uh, so our logging product is in already in private beta at the moment. So if people want to give it a try, you know, definitely hit up our support and, uh, and we'll enable it for you. Nice. One other thing that I, I wanted to just shout out about because you do such a great job with it is the AppSignal blog. So there's always a ton of great stuff on there. Um, I don't know that the people you get to write for you necessarily work for you. No, that's that's been a that's been a mix. So uh, we spend a lot of uh, effort like doing our blog well and like making sure it's a great uh, educational resource uh, for for all developers really. Uh, and uh, we got a whole team working on this, and we uh, so sometimes uh, we got a mix of like uh, our own team writing on it and. We have a bunch of amazing uh, guest writers that we are constantly in, uh, in contact with that just do like a really good job uh, uh, writing great content together with our, with our editorial team. Uh, and there's all, always room for, uh, for for people to join that, that, that group of writers, actually. So if anybody would like to uh, kind of figure out how to, uh, uh, how to write really nice blog posts. I think doing stuff on the, on the AppSignal blog is a great way to do that, which like you learn a lot, learn a lot about uh, about doing good posts. So especially like people that are kind of want to get into writing uh, and have like a very deep technical background, but I feel like a little unsure about, uh, about actually finishing a post. I think uh, like definitely hit us up. All right, we'll do. Well, um, unless there's something else, I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, start wrapping us up. Um, are there any other things you want to shout out about? Let people know that, hey, this is cool. This is what's going on. No, I think we covered a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, so so thank you so much for that. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap up here. I'm, I'm going to highly recommend to people that they go check out uh, the AppSignal blog and check out AppSignal itself. There's just so many great features in there that um, can move the needle for, for you and your team and your apps. So we'll, we'll wrap up here. Until next time, folks, Max out.